It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Cat O'Dell has sipped shoshu in Tokyo, pounded pilsners in Prague, tasted iced tea in Thailand, and in day drinking 50 cocktails for a mellow buzz, she distills the flavors and techniques experienced on her travels into 50 accessible, mouthwateringly delicious, low-alcohol cocktail recipes. And she's joining me today on Amy's Table to talk about her book, Welcome Cat. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Well, you know, it is so funny. I used to say one of my favorite taglines used to be, you know, I'm not a good day drinker. Bring me my drinks at night. And I think the reason is because when I was trying to be a day drinker, I was trying to drink nighttime drinks during the day. And I think there is such a difference that you've outlined so beautifully. Talk a little bit about what we need to know about day drinking. What what separates it from its nighttime brethren? Absolutely. So, you know, during the day, you think of sessionability, which basically means whether that could apply to beer, that could apply to cocktails. So essentially lower alcohol beverages that you can drink over an extended period of time with, um, of course, less alcohol. So you're not falling off your chair, you know, three hours later or four hours later. Um, And the idea is that you can drink more because they are lower in alcohol over an extended period of time. And then saying that, okay, so the idea of these lower alcohol drinks, it doesn't mean just pouring half a shot into your regular cocktail, right? You, there's some well, bigger architecture sure. so, than that. Yeah, you know, a lot of, a lot of these, um, it's been a big trend in the last couple of years. So a lot of cocktails that are made with beer and wine instead of foolproof spirits. And then beyond that, sherry, vermouth, um, a different aperitif wines, amari, um, so using those spirits or those liqueurs, liqueurs um, as the base for the drink in place of foolproof spirit. However, you can, I have a couple of cocktails in my book that do call for foolproof spirits, but in that case, you would be adding about half an ounce versus let's say two ounces or an ounce and a half. So you can make a low alcohol drink with foolproof spirits, but it is more common to be using beer or wine or um, a bitter. So, and, and a perfect example of that would be a spritz, which is one of my absolute favorite cocktails that calls for Aperol, which is um, an Italian bitter that is flavored with orange. And, you know, I think that a spritz, a lot of people might think of a spritzer, which you also cover in the book, which is also mm-hmm. pretty yeah. fantastic. I like the whole concept of spritz, which I guess is, is day drinking. And it's also sort of that Italian tradition of putting the workday behind you, not quite entering into home life, sort of that. I love when people refer to it as that liminal time of day where, you know, you're not trying to get trashed. You're trying to get yeah. some distance between you and, and, and the pressures and responsibilities of the world. And so talk to me a little bit about some of the spritz recipes that you have going on in the book. Definitely. So um, one of my favorite recipes is what's called uh, Vergano Americano spritz. And that's a, that's a recipe from um, a restaurant in New York called Wild Air. Uh, and it takes the basic idea of a spritz, which is sparkling wine, um, commonly in Italy, Prosecco, and then Aperol, uh, which has a sort of bitter, um, bittersweet orange flavor and a little bit of sparkling water. And it incorporates actually a French white sparkling wine, a natural wine from the Loire. And then it calls for uh, this really wonderful, it's called Vergano Americano, and it's also an aperitif wine. It has similar um, sort of orange notes, a little bit more complex. 
So that recipe, um, if you're able to seek out those two bottles, it's really, really wonderful. And it's actually, I think it's the best spritz I've ever had. And if you're in oh, New York, wow. head over to Wild Bear. Yeah, it's really incredible. And it's so simple. You know, I think the great thing about a spritz is the simplicity of the drink. Three ingredients um, over ice. And you can change it up. And there's, there's, um, there's a bar in Seattle called Barnacle that, that focuses on all... Uh, Aperitif wines and Amari. And so they make spritzes there. So they'll switch out, for example, let's say Aperol and use all these different really cool Italian bitter liqueurs um, in the drink with sparkling wine, some type of sparkling wine. Uh, and so the great thing about the spritz is the simplicity and the fact that you can really change it up and make it your own in many ways. I, I, that sounds so good. All of it sounds so good to me. Yeah. I, I would like to day drink right at this very moment, to tell you the <laughs> truth. So you also focus on mocktails. And considering, you know, it's a book of 50 recipes, it's interesting sure. that you did choose to cover mocktails in, mm-hmm. in you know, being being tight with your space. So what do you think is the importance of a mocktail? Why do you think it's important to include those in the book? You know, I think that there, not everyone always wants to drink alcohol, and I think it's important to offer diners an option. So the idea, you can look to the idea of the food and beverage pairing. Um, food enhances your drink, and your drink enhances food if you have a good pairing. So it doesn't necessarily have to be that you're having wine with your with your meal or even a cocktail. Um, it's the idea that pairing an NA non-alcoholic drink with your food can work as well. Mm-hmm. And that's a trend that I've noticed at some of the top restaurants really around the world that offer tasting menus. And I would say the first person to really popularize the idea of a, of a NA cocktail, uh, NA beverage pairing was Rene Redzepi over at Noma. Um, and I think after he launched that in Copenhagen, there were other chefs around the world that used that idea as inspiration and added their own NA um, pairings. But besides that, I think on a lot of, a lot of menus now, there's, um, there is a mocktail section or an NA cocktail section, and that just offers guests a way to have a beverage and enjoy their meal a little bit longer, uh, a little bit more without actually involving alcohol. Right, and something that does really enhance it so well yeah. and, and make it even exactly. more. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Enjoyable. Well, so yeah. somebody wants to really, you know, hit it out of the park to have a good variety of day drinking cocktails in their home bar. What are some sure. of your just absolutely essential tips for crafting a masterful cocktail? Sure. So I think having, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I love um, sparkling wine. So I think it's always important to have a bottle of bubbles at home. Um, I tend to prefer super dry sparkling wine. You know, champagne is definitely a favorite of mine and there's a lot you can do, but it doesn't have to be champagne. You know, you can have cava, you can have Prosecco, um, you could have California sparkling. So um, there's a, there's some very classic recipes in my book as well. One of them is the Cure Royale, and that's essentially a custy syrup added to a sparkling wine. And, you know, there's so many different syrups and, and um, uh, fruit liqueurs that exist. And so taking a bottle of, of dry sparkling wine and adding a touch of a fruit liqueur, um, or honestly, even if you have, if you want to get creative, I love sort of playing kitchen MacGyver and um, seeing what I have at home and making drinks from what I, the ingredients I have at home. And one hack that I really like is if you have jam in your fridge, you can just add like a teaspoon or a teaspoon and a half of jam to a sparkling wine. And you've got this like really quick and easy, low ABV fruity cocktail. I love that idea, especially because there are so many amazing jams available to us now too, you know, so you could really turn something 
uh, pretty simple into something elegant right away. I love that idea, and I also agree, always have some bubbles. I mean, that way you're ready for a party, you're ready for guests, you're ready for a celebration. That's fantastic. So if we were to try our hand at making some kind of a syrup, you know, what's what's your elevated tip for making a simple syrup to keep on our bar? Uh, simple syrups are so easy. It's really sugar and water in a one-to-one ratio. Um, just heat that up, melt the sugar, and you're done. Um, another actual a great hack, if you for any reason don't want to do that, you can pick up agave syrup at your store and just have that ready. Um, it is slightly lower on the glycemic index, so it's a little bit better for you. Um, and But other than that, I you know, honestly... Um, so you don't really flavor your simple syrups? You would add the flavor? Yeah. You just use them for sweet? It depends on the drink. Some drinks call for flavored syrups. Um, I like to add fresh fruit as much as possible as opposed to making a sugary syrup. And that's only because I try to use as little sugar as possible in my drinks. And so I'd rather reach for some really ripe fruit and hopefully have the fruit impart as much sugar as possible. And then Mm -hmm. if it needs, you know, a little bit of extra sweetness, then you can add a little bit of simple in. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you have, it's almost like, you know, a margarita pizza or a plain pizza dough, you know, you just have a very, very simple base product. And then to that you can add. So I think for me having um, just a really, just a basic sugar water simple on hand is the way to go. And then what about glassware? You know, I think sometimes people um, underestimate the importance of enjoying something in a great mm-hmm. glass. What kind of glassware do you think is is uh, gotta have and then nice to have? Sure. So I love having white wine glasses at home. I think they're really great for a spritz. You know, even drinking water out of a, a nice white wine glass can make a huge difference. Um, and then I also love coupe glasses for champagne. I think a lot of people tend to drink champagne or sparkling wine in t- traditional flutes. But the, the problem with the flute is that you really can't experience the aroma of the, of the wine because it doesn't get trapped into the top of the glass, which is actually why, I mean, flute is, uh, flute is classic. Uh, coupe is also classic. That's much, much older. Um, and then oftentimes you'll have champagne, restaurants will, will pour champagne in a white wine glass. Um, so either a white wine glass or a coupe. I'd say overall the most, uh, usable glass is a white wine glass, and then beyond that, having a highball glass at home is always great. That's you can make, you can build so many cocktails and serve them in a highball glass. And then beyond that, you know, you could you could always go with a martini glass, which is also very classic, but not imperative, and they tend to spill and yeah, they <laughs> sure do. Around, you know, um, but and then and then for parties. Tiki glasses with fun straws. I actually have. I'm starting a tiki glass collection. So oh, how fun! Those are, yeah, those are just those are just fun, and you know they're you don't they're not imperative and necessary by any but means. But they are fun. You know what? I laugh. Yeah. I always keep paper umbrellas in my bar, and it's I dumb. But you know what? There is one person. I defy you to find a person who won't smile when you have them a drink with a paper umbrella in it. Totally. I completely, absolutely. Well, Kat, I am really inspired by this book. I think there are so many great recipes in it, not just the recipes themselves, but the names amuse me and the photography is good. And I love this idea. I'm going to become a good day drinker. You've inspired me. I used to be a bad one. Now I'm going to be a good one. You can find more about Kat on Instagram at Kat underscore Odell. 
And I will, of course, put a link to her book and all of that good stuff on amy-tobin.com. Kat O'Dell, author of Day Drinking, 50 Cocktails for a Mellow Buzz. Thanks for joining us on Amy's Table today. Thanks for having me. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! Hurry into Ram Power Days and experience the raw power of the Ram 3500 with available best-in-class torque and towing among 350-3500 pickups when properly equipped. Strap yourself in for one powerful ride in the Ram TRX with the most horsepower of any gas pickup ever built. Or the Ram 1500, awarded number one in driver appeal among light-duty pickups by J.D. Power three years in a row. Hurry into Ram Power Days going on now. For J.D. Power 2022 U.S. award information, visit jdpower.com awards.